from very righteous gene therapy injection protests to the Ontario Science Table of Doom finally being dissolved, our weekend review will help you say no to totalitarianism. Please, just say no. Our federal government wants to invest $100 million of our tax money to further their radical sexual groomer revolution. And one study shows that they are well on their way with Canadian youth and young adults. And last, nearly 300 people in Saskatchewan who were injured from the experimental gene therapy injection were told to get a second dose of the poison because you can't work at your job unless your heart is permanently damaged. It's August 30th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck, and this is the Liberty Dispatch. Welcome to the Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. Wherever you are listening to the program or viewing the program from, we would just ask that you would like, subscribe, rate, review, rumble, like, do whatever you need to do to get the content out to more people because that helps us build our show. Um, you can check us out at uh, on YouTube occasionally when we can put videos up there. Liberty Sea Canada is the channel you can subscribe to over there. And we are on Rumble at Liberty Coalition Canada and all our various shows you can subscribe to on that platform, which is, includes the Liberty Dispatch, which you're listening to currently, Open Mic with Michael Thiessen, and the Liberty Lounge with Tim Tyso. So we're very excited to be continuing to roll out programs. We actually have some new stuff in the works uh, for the fall here as well. So you're definitely going to want to keep up to date on what we have going on. And you can keep up to date with what we have going on by going over to our website, Liberty Coalition Canada. Dot com and checking out all that we have on uh, over there. You can subscribe to our email list so you can stay up to date with our various programs, initiatives, and legal advocacy. Also, you can get all those programs on demand uh, at the FLF Network, the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, which also has an app which you can download on your device and you can check out all our shows on demand as well. And finally, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, if you want to reach out to us directly, which we're so thankful that so many of you are taking advantage of now, um, please go to or email us at info at libertycoalitioncanada.com. We absolutely love hearing from you all. Our weekend review is sponsored by Rocklink Investment Partners. And let's face it, friends, the economic prospects in our country appear rather bleak. With inflation at 40-year highs and a government that doesn't understand fiscal responsibility, if I could break from the ad and say, if ever there were an understatement to be made, it would be that, that our government does not understand fiscal responsibility. Who can you trust to protect your financial future? What I want you to do is I want you to give my friends over at Rocklink Investment Partners a call. They think independently and invest prudently to protect your wealth from those who seek to destroy it. And we're going to see today and on Thursday especially that that is the case. There is an intentional effort to harm and destroy all things Canada, specifically in the financial world. And so what you need to do is you need to call them at 905-631-5462 or send them an email, info at rocklink.com. That's info at rocklink.com. Link is spelled with the C. You're going to want to connect with and invest with our friends over there. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is definitely great advice. Andrew, let us get into the weekend review. First up, students from Western University organize a vaccine mandate protest. 
Andrew Lawton from True North. I am on the campus at Western University in London, Ontario, where enough is enough Western. A group of students frustrated and fed up with the vaccine mandate the Western has put in place for booster shots for the next year were rallying together. Hundreds of them came out, not just current and prospective students, but also a Western alumni, some faculty members, staff and supporters from the community. And the message was a very clear one. Enough is enough. It wasn't about opposition to vaccines or vaccines in the context of COVID, it was just about opposition to vaccine mandates. Organizer Kendra Hancock summed that up very well. We need to have choice restored on campus. Um, well, the first thing was we launched an online campaign and we heard students' concerns and we heard about what they wanted to do. And the I'd say the feedback was overwhelming that they wanted to get a student demonstration together. So we <laughs> had the channels, we had the resources, so we wanted to get that together and that's what we're doing here today to represent them. And secondly, the Ontario Science Table will finally be disbanded, or will it? The group of scientists that offered key trends and guidance through the pandemic is getting a downsizing and overhaul. The Ministry of Health denies claims the Ontario Science Advisory Table is being shut down, but the 40-member panel is being replaced by a 15-member advisory group that will have far less autonomy and transparency. The current advisory table offers independent data on COVID trends, health impacts and public advice, often punctuated by co-chair Dr. Steiny Brown's blunt comments, including this assessment of Omicron in December. It could be... Uh a very, very, very significant hit on the health uh, of Ontarians and on the healthcare system. Uh, and it could be, uh, as you know, I said in my uh, presentation, it could be the worst wave of the pandemic yet. So, Andrew, here we have some, some good news on the weekend review. We have not only the, the fact that the government is moving to this this Ontario Science Roundtable that has basically resulted in Ontarians being put under the thumb of technocratic medical tyranny for the last two and a half years. But also we saw a really, really solid turnout of protesters. And interestingly, protesters of all di different ideological backgrounds and, and viewpoints, even on COVID mandates, showed up to push back against the totally nonsensical anti-science and, and frankly just disgusting move of Western University not only re-upping their uh, COVID mandates over the vaccine policies and masking policies, but also um, in uh, trying to force a, a booster shot on every single student that would attend their in-person classes. So I think there's some good news there, but also, you know, the, the fact that it looks like Ontario might be trying to develop some sort of science table that will actually exist into perpetuity also tempers some of the joy that we can um can be excited about in that story anyway but uh as somebody from ontario maybe comment on on some of these stories because they're they're in your neck of the woods well, the Western one was uh, developing rapidly, or, or there was there was regular development. So we covered this on one of our shows last week, and after we covered it, there was such an uproar that Western decided to have an exemption just for people in the music department, because as we've seen, and may, may, maybe if, if if we can remember it, maybe on the overlay, I want well I'll, if we can on the overlay right now, if there can be a picture where it's actually people playing it's like flautists and clarinetists and their mouth their their masks the mouth part is cut out so cuz apparently your cheeks the danger of your cheeks coming in contact with covid is so serious so the part of the protests to me the, the validity of them is i wouldn't just protest the mandates which are unscientific i would protest the fact that western needs to dissolve its entire science department, its logic and philosophy department, its music department, probably its history department because it doesn't understand things, and its English. So essentially, Western University should no longer exist because what it is, it's a shell of any kind of university. It's, uh, it's nonsense that they would have these rules and then say again, unless you play the saxophone. So unless you're Kenny G and you can rock a real smooth jazz tune, you need to have you need to have the boost. Otherwise, 
just multiple tests. So that's silly. It was great that Julie Panessi was there also. For our viewers who are unfamiliar with her, she was the philosophy and ethics professor that was let go because she wouldn't get the injection. And Mike has done two interviews with her, uh, specifically on issues of vaccine mandates and ethics and her story. So it was great to see her there. Andrew Lawton at True North was also there covering it. So good turnout for the protest. I'm glad that glad that it happened. And the science table thing, I mean, I think it was Ronald Reagan who says nothing is more permanent than a temporary government measure. And so they can disband the 40-person science table, right? They can downgrade the table, but in, in, in many ways, you downgrade the table and all you've done is you've just increased the concentration of pure unscientific evil within this smaller table now. But in either way, in, in, in any event, like Arrive Can or whatever the federal digital ID is, this stuff isn't going to go away, right? So one of the criticisms leveled against the tinfoil hat wearers back in March and April of 2020 was if you hand over power, if you relinquish freedom, if you willingly give up that which is ours because God has so designed the world to be a certain way, and when you hand it over to tyrants, they don't give it back when they're done with it, right? They're like that neighbor that never, never gives back your lawnmower. Yeah, they never give back the thing they borrowed. They just use it until... They, they basically try to convince you, no, 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 this was never yours to begin with. No, it's my, it's my weed whacker. It's always been my weed whacker. And they gaslight you. That's exactly what's going on here. Yeah, and they feel more emboldened. That's, that, that's the thing. The precedent being set, they feel more emboldened to continue down the path that they're on. And we see that, right? The progressive era has been long in the running, and it's not ever once come up with the idea that, oh, hey, all these progressive policies don't actually work in real life. Oh, we maybe should change our philosophy, right? Because there's, you know, two ways to approach it, I suppose. If you're um, a secularist, you can cling to dogmas from your world and life view, or you can pragmatically approach the situation. Pragmatism has never entered their mind. They've just dogmatically foisted this progressive idea and religion upon people and the answer to the problems that they create is always more progressivism it's always more government intervention sure government intervention caused the problem we need another government program to fix the problem that's always the way we're going and so you know the justification oh covid-19 once in a lifetime pandemic you know that way that's why we have to have this technocratic medical board who's making decisions where our politicians are ceding them power that's not legally theirs um, and basically kowtowing to their every decision oh but that's just going to be temporary but now sure they're they're temp it, it's temporary in the sense that they're they're disbanding it but what they're now uh, proposing is implementing a smaller you know uh, health board that would per perpetually be in place because now the arguments like oh COVID-19 exposed something in our society that we weren't ready at a whim to put together this this team of scientists who can control our every thought action movement you know therefore look we have to do this forever and and that's the thing western is a school that is trying to implement these measures forever in a day the, the the fact of the reality is covid19 is endemic even the cdc says it's something that you have to live with that it's not going away that it's it's going to be with us so we need to you know the cdc they're trying to retcon and gaslight they're trying to do all this stuff but even them in their official policies are acknowledging the fact that we have to go about life as is and we have to adopt a lot of what we've been calling for on the program just sensible measures but still these schools these politicians these activists it's amazing to go on twitter andrew and see how many canadians are still convinced that we're in a full-blown pandemic. Um, even even so far as and the Twitter sphere is crazy, but even so far as to um, you know denigrating uh, you know 
politicians who are are lesbians who identify as they them because they're not wearing masks in an outdoor setting in a public event because these people are just totally insane they've lost the thread they've lost the plot they can't be reasoned with and they live in a constant state of effeminate fear and and worry and that is just it just gives the government these institutions so much leverage to foist their insane policies and preferred pol uh, political agendas on 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 canadian citizens and i'm glad that people are are starting to push back that so many people have been red pilled that so many people even who might not want to associate with any of us or anybody on our side of the aisle or who have been talking about covid mandates for for years at this point they're starting to realize okay this is totally divorced from reality i just wish more people would wake up to that in canada well, speaking, I'm, I'm glad you brought up reasonable measures and balanced government approach to things because that really sets up our first story quite well because nothing like our first story just screams out reasonable, balanced measures and a government doing what's wise and helpful. And so our first story is really three closely linked stories that we've woven into one that, that communicate this. The radical sexual agenda continues to be pushed by our elected officials, the elites, the bureaucrats, the institution, the legacy media. It's all a part of the same beast, and we're seeing that in Canada. So the federal government on Sunday, on the Lord's Day, of course, because on the day where Christ is to be worshipped, on the day that the people of God are to set aside the gathering of the saints and the worship of the Lord, the true living God, here you have the federal government on their Lord's Day worshipping their false god of the state or of unfettered sexual enjoyment. So on Sunday, they launched Canada's first ever 2SLGBTQI plus action plan. So I, I got to stop here for a second. I've seen images of schools doing training where the acronym is something like 22 letters long. Then maybe we can throw that in. Maybe I'll send you that picture. We'll throw that in as well to have it on the overlay for people to see. Uh, it, it's, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. So the 2SL, the two-spirited, two lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, plus. And the plus means anything. The plus means you're an animal or you like having sex with children. And if you think, oh, well, you, that's included in the plus. And eventually it's going to get its own letter the more depraved we become. Anyways, so they, they roll out this action plan on Sunday in an attempt to build a future where everyone in the country is truly free, which they clearly don't care about. Clearly. So this comes to us from Global News. In an announcement with Minister for Women and Gender Equality and Youth, so clearly that's, a, that's an affirmative action position and an affirmative action hire, Marcy Len, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said, this is a whole government plan that will guide our ongoing work like discrimination to break down barriers, to advance rights, and to build a future where everyone in Canada is truly free. Our government will never stop fighting to protect and support your rights and your freedoms. Not if you're a trucker. Not if you're, law not if you're lawfully and peacefully protesting a totalitarian regime. Not those rights. Not if you're a Christian. Not those freedoms. Not if you believe in informed medical consent. It's only the rights and freedoms of certain Canadians that our prime bigot is interested in protecting. But if you're too close to the center of the wheel of power and privilege, which we looked at a number of weeks ago, our federal government has no problem feeding your rights right through a wood chipper. Global News continues, quote, in the 2022 federal budget, the government allocated $100 million to be spent over the next five years on implementing this plan. The release of this plan, however, comes after the Liberals broke their promise of providing a plan 
within the first 100 days after the 2021 election. And so they wanted to waste our money to further this radical agenda within the first 100 days, and they broke that promise. And so I guess if there's any bit of shining light here, it's that the Lord in his mercy delayed the implementation by a little bit longer. Continues, quote, This is for the people who I mentioned before who were discarded by family, maybe friends after they came out, and said they don't belong, said Len. Remember, this is the affirmative action hire for the woke social justician position. Quote, this is for everybody trying to live their truth in rural communities where they feel isolated. This is for the black queer people who are fighting every single day to just justify their place in our country. And the trans women who are afraid to walk home alone in the dark, she said, this is for you. No, it's not. It's not for you. Not more broadly speaking. They only care about these groups insofar as they can use them as tools in building their neo-Marxist utopia. Their godless and evil plan of infusing social justice wokeism into every facet of Canadian life is all they care about. And the various victim and oppressed people groups are just props on the stage in the theater. It's not for Christians who support traditional marriage, and it's not for people who believe that the government should be limited in their operation, and it's not for those who think that they should still be able to work and travel because they won't allow an experimental gene therapy injection to enter their body. So it's not for all of you. It's only for the some of you that help them further this agenda. Yeah, and the fact of the matter is what this initiative, what this action plan is designed to do is to continue to advance and strengthen 2SLGBTQI plus rights at home and abroad, including by building on the criminalization of conversion therapy and launching consultants on additional criminal law reforms, as well as continuing to invest in projects abroad through Canada's feminist international assistance policy so that's going to include abortion rights right because they consider that a, a women's rights this is going to include you know foisting this lgbtq agenda on countries all across the world that that's a, what we're sending canadian taxpayer money to doing and a lot of people might have thought that uh you know bill c4 which was passed in 2021, which we launched the Biblical Sexuality Sermon Sunday initiative on the back of that basically makes or calls biblical uh, a biblical view of men and women and sexuality and the proper confines of sexual behavior a harmful myth. Um, that that damages people and now makes it illegal and finable and jailable under the the Canadian Criminal Code. That was just the beginning. A lot of people think that's the end. That's just the beginning. That's what this makes mention of. This is to build on that fact. So now, now that they have written these pseudo rights into law, now that they've criminalized any opposition to them. They're going to go even further, and they're going to consult. They're going to consult parties that are LGBTQ neo-Marxist activist group on how to further implement criminal penalties against anybody who would speak out against the two S LGBTQIA ampersand backward slash initiative. Guys, this is the imposition of a religion upon Canadian people, and it's a neo-Marxist, identity Marxist religion that is being foisted on Canadian citizens. And it seems there is no end to this level of activism that they're, they're going to do. And if this long march through the institutions wasn't enough, if if passing these bills wasn't enough, they're going to socially engineer 
successive generations. And it appears that this program that hasn't been backed up by the government gun, but is now starting to be, has been very successful. Um, this indoctrination campaign has basically warp the minds of an entire generation of young Canadians. The elites in Canada, in Canada, the legacy media, our elected officials, unelected bureaucrats, school boards and trustees and activist teachers, they have run a relatively effective re-education campaign to create a, a Marcusean new sensibility on our youth. They've experimented with the, the, their you know, um, social engineering, uh, like what was laid out in the, 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 the gay and lesbian agenda. Um, and, and it has had drastic effects on the younger generation, which proves that this is a behavior. This is a world and life view that people can be indoctrinated in. It's not this ontological reality that is immutable and unchangeable. No, if things can socially be socially engineered like this, it just cuts at the reality of the argument that was made for so long as an entry point in into foisting these these so-called rights onto people which is that two lgbtqia plus people were born this way that that is absolutely not true there's no science that backs that up it's absolute dogma and it was used as a way to 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 get this ideology into uh, infiltrate our institutions, infiltrate our society, and as as laid out in After the Ball, how America will overcome its fear and hatred of gays in the 1990s. The the end goal of this is the conversion of people, and that's exactly what's happening. This is from the Post Millennial. The Trudeau government has released its Pride season overview documenting Canada's transgender and non-binary populations. The overview celebrates the resilient strength and spirit of LGBTQ two plus communities in Canada throughout June, July, and August. So uh, apparently... Gay Pride Month isn't just it, it went from a day to a month and now it's three months. It's all of summer. It's a quarter. Gay Pride quarter. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Anyways, continuing in the story, the breakdown says that one in 300 people in Canada age 15 and older are transgendered and non-binary with 59,460 people identifying as transgendered and 41,355 identifying as non-binary. In May 2021, 58,460 people in Canada age 15 and older who were living in private households were transgendered. That's 0.19%. And 41,355 were non-binary, Point. One four percent it states Ontario is home to the highest number of transgendered and non-binary people among all provinces and territories the breakdown says it also notes that gender diversity is more common among people aged 15 to 34 uh, than those who aged or who, who are aged 35 and older approximately one in 150 people aged 15 to 34 in Canada are transgendered or non-binary or identify as such that is 0.69% compared with one in 550 people age 35 and older, which is just 0.18 of a percent. So I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but um, mm -hmm. you have to get your kids out of government schools. So yes. I like, I don't know if we've said, I, mean, I don't know if I've, if we've said this before, but if, 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 if I haven't, let me just let me in a very winsome way say get your kid out of these state run neo marxist indoctrination centers mm -hmm. like now like yesterday like yeah, you because need they're to pull your kids out of this they're this grooming, is where this is happening they're grooming your children into a sexual ideology that is that is the reality of the situation and Andrew, the, the fact of the matter, I went through those numbers, but I hope our listeners and our viewers caught it. 
Since May 2021, the number of Canadians between 15 and 34 who identify as transgendered or non-binary has increased by about 500%. That is unbelievable. That is not... That 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 is if you want to adopt you know the the unbelievers worldview that's not the, the a natural occurring phenomenon in evolutionary biology that is an absolute social contagion which again proves the point all of this stuff is never about the ontological orientation of of human beings but it's all about a world and life view. That is what this is about. And anybody that holds that um, someone's sexual proclivity or desires are somehow ontologically ingrained. And that it's not, it's not a matter of people acting on the, the, the evil desires of their hearts and, and, and acting in a certain way. You guys have to wake up to the reality. If this can be socially engineered like this can with this effect, it is not rooted in biology. I'm sorry. It's absolutely not. And it just proves Romans 1 to a T. As our culture further repudiates its Christian heritage as our culture is in a state of in a reprobate state turns it back on the creator and worships the creature in all sorts of different ways this type of disordered behavior increases increases and increases and our government is an activist government who is trying to further socially engineer our society in this way and that is the reality of the situation and it's backed up by agenda pushers like netflix who put out that despicable documentary that i can't think of off the top of my head about like prepubescent girls dancing sexually or disney and their this is their words they're not so secret gay agenda and that's the that's the amazing part of it is <laughs> Our government is doing all this because supposedly they're trying to speak up for marginalized communities. Well, all the while, they're, it, they're forcing this world and life view down people's throats at the backing of the government gun in violation of basic charter rights. It's unbelievable. Yet this is the situation we find ourselves in, Andrew. And I mentioned the Pride Awards uh, a little bit earlier at the top of the show when we were talking about this story kind of again more more broadly this story being three smaller stories we want to combine together but it we need to see the the bombardment of indoctrination right so you have our prime minister and this alphabet soup action plan that's coming out and then you have the clear work of the media and movies and television and music and then you clearly have curriculum in schools and then you clearly have books in public libraries and in school libraries and you have all the businesses that become that become LGBT allies in, in, in the month of June and rainbow everything up, even though the great irony, of course, is that the rainbow is a sign that God would no longer destroy the world for its sin. So they revel in their sin. So you have from every direction, it's coming from everywhere that Oreos have rainbow Oreos, right? It's, oh, and so here, the play is a full swarm, right? Full court press. Well, the Pride Awards is just another example. Sorry, go. Which I, I just want to say, as much as the left throws out the term fascism, it's this sort of coordinated this is fascism. Be yeah. behavior between <laughs> private and public sector union right. or like establishments all pushing one agenda and doing so with the backing of the government gun that is fascism that is right. literally fascists would def define their program in this way so yeah. this is actual fascism these are alphabet soup nazis so this is uh th th this is this is the pride reward the pride awards okay so it's a real thing and this they are for quote for promoting and strengthening LGBTQ2+. So they, okay, first of all, they can't even, that's right, they can't coordinate across, across boards. Like get the same, like get your messaging in order. Like just, just say 
vile, anti-God sexuality. But but anyway, that would be much simpler. Anyway, so it's for promoting and strengthening LGBTQ2 plus diversity, inclusion, and pride in the federal public service. Ooh, just way to go, federal employees. There are four rewards. Here are the rewards. The Agent of Change Reward. I wanted to highlight this one a little bit. This is, quote, hold on. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is good. This is for, quote, this is, quote, an award for advocates and leaders who are initiating and driving action to remove systemic barriers and advance the inclusion and integration of LGBTQ2 plus communities in the federal public service. And they have this year's winners and last year's winners as well. You also have the Pride Network of the Year Award. Um, I would say that the Pride Network of the Year Award is the network of men that did a wonderful job at spreading monkeypox all over the world. It was quite a network of, of pride of making sure that 95% of all the cases would be men who have sex with other men and really making sure that that would overwhelm the world. So I'm sure they got the award for that. I'm sure men in bathhouses and in gay orgies got the Pride Network of the Year Award. You also have the Workplace Pride Initiative of the Year Award. Um, clearly, whatever workplace this was, there was no physical difficult labor involved um, because all the guys were probably too worried about their manicures to do any actual work. And then finally, you have the Career Impact Award. And to top it all off, the action plan that we've talked about will continue to seek to discriminate against those who hold the biblical view of marriage and sexuality, coming against the boogeyman that is conversion therapy. This is from the Prime Minister's office. The action plan will continue to advance and strengthen 2SLGBTQI plus rights at home and abroad, including by building on the criminalization of conversion therapy and launching consultations on additional criminal law reforms. And so this this is what I want to leave this with before we move on to the next story, because we've we've already talked about the nonsense of it, the godlessness of it, the pagan, fascist, neo-Marxist, utterly destructive worldview and agenda. If you thought arresting pastors for keeping their churches open during the lockdowns was a serious issue, you wait until the swords of this sexual revolution are fully sharpened against Christians and churches. You haven't seen anything yet. That was just, that was the appetizer. That was, that was just the antipasto coming at the beginning. That was a little bit of cheese and prosciutto. Wait until you see the full force of our government coming against those that would dare stand against this God, this God of unfettered, godless sexual experience and consequence-free sexual engagement. And you're going to see these laws. You're going to see Bill C-4, Bill C-11, Bill C-16 all brought together to bring the fury of the hammer of the civil government against those that would say, nah, no, sorry, only God gets to define marriage. And our audience, who I'm sure is already thinking in these terms, who've been called conspiracy theorists, need to understand that this action plan isn't actually an action plan for freedoms and liberties and rights. It's an action plan that will take action against those who would hold to a biblical, Christ-centered view of marriage and sexuality. That's the action plan. The action plan is to come against them. Well, so, so Andrew, before moving on, I, there's just so much to say on this story, but even just the language that you use, the agent of change award. So, so our government is going to turn all public sector workers into agents of change. So that is literally Maoist red guard language, right? Our government is now openly foisting our 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 culture into a Maoist cultural revolution. That is what is really being being done here and make no mistake about it. What was the Maoist revolution led by? It was led by the Red Guard, which was a student-led revolution. We just read the numbers on 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 the Zoomer generation, on the Gen Z being the most LGBTQ friendly and activist. And this is 
that 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 campaign by the Red Guard was all to destroy what was called the Four Olds, which was old ideas, old culture, old customs, and old habits. For what end? To implement the Four News, new customs, new habits, new ideas, new culture. So this is a, literally a traitorous communistic fascistic revolution that is being foisted upon us by our federal government by using your taxpayer money to fund it and to turn every public sector employee into a red guard agent of change what more evidence do we need that this is a godless tyrannical government that is literally trying to create a Marxist revolution but before our eyes. This is flabbergasting. And one point, did anybody notice what flags were behind Justin Trudeau when he did this announcement? I'll put it in the overlay. They're not Canadian flags. It's the intercept and not even the not even the not even the traditional it pride, wasn't the flag. pride it's the, flag. It was the inclusive flag. It was so so how do you know that this is a Marxist cultural revolution takeover? This is Marxist colonization of our society. A flag is a symbol of authority in society. It's it's a symbol of colonization, right? Just as people balk at the, us flying Canadian flags because it speaks of our colonial past, well, they're flying a flag that shows that it's a Marxist colonization of our society. And it's so clear that it's Marxist because it's not just a sexual revolution because what would uh you know the the black, brown and BIPOC issue have to do with it it's it's identity marxism and race marxism is now being mixed together with this sexuality marxism and that's the new flag of canada whether it's flying on our government buildings or not that is truly what they're pushing because in every one of the ministerial letters that justin trudeau sends out he makes sure to include that their government is is founded upon ideas of intersexuality. That is literally created by Marxists. (laughs) That is identity Marxism. Feminism has a strong socialist tendency to it, and it's essentially gender Marxism. So this is what's happening in our country, and we need to wake up. They're literally giving people awards for being a part of their Maoist Red Guard regime. It's it's crazy. It's like you can't make this stuff up crazy. But yeah, here we the are. Awards, the awards are all right now at least are among just federal employees. And yeah. so this is it's so it's it's not just it's not in the general population, but what it is is okay. So those of you who are the most compliant, right? Because the reality is right now the only vaccine mandates that exist are for federal employees. And those will probably never go away. And so the federal employees clearly are the ones that are most likely to do the bidding of the federal government and most likely to agree with these radical ideologies. And so they're the ones who are now being rewarded for their compliance. And soon, soon they're going to be rewarded for routing out the Christians that have unacceptable views, right? They're going to be getting rewards for how many, how many bigoted, churches that discriminate were you able to uncover how many churches were you able to show that they were practicing conversion therapy i'm sure they'll get a couple couple extra gold stars on their on their on on their chart for the for the number of churches that they turned in it truly ghoulish type stuff um matt why don't you get into our second story because in this we're going to see another picture of what happens when you have elected officials that say, oh, we're doing this for your good, but really it's only for the utter destruction of everything that we know and hold dear in Western culture. And really it's just about more power, advancing agenda, and not actually doing what's good for the citizenry. 
Well, Andrew, while we're on the topic of tyranny coming against uh, the citizens of our nation in order to further a narrative, this comes to us, the story comes to us from the Western Standard. The province of Saskatchewan recommended a second COVID-19 vaccine shot for 285 people who had severe adverse reactions and complications after their first shot. In Saskatchewan... 1229 adverse reactions to a covid-19 vaccine to the covid-19 vaccine were documented up to April 21 of 2022 the information comes from a freedom of information foi request submitted by a concerned Saskatchewan citizen. A total of 285 people were recommended to have a second shot despite Andrew having severe life-threatening reactions such as anaphylaxis and myocarditis to the first jab. The medical health officer, the MHO of Saskatchewan, recommended no change to their COVID-19 immunization schedule and have further doses administered, including booster shots. But Andrew, to show that they really care, they suggested that the hot they that they have these shots in the hospital emergency room for monitoring. I remember when I went to my doctor because I was slamming my head against brick walls and bursting my brains out through my cracked skull and I kept doing it over and over again. And my doctor said, you know, Andrew, I don't see any reason why we should change what you're doing. I mean, I know it's doing you great harm, but just keep doing what you're doing and I'll monitor. I'll make sure that once a week we come in and we assess the damage that you're doing to your own skull as you smash it against the wall because we care, but keep doing it. I'm sure I – I remember when that happened, right? I, I remember <laughs> that, that, that that's the, that's yeah, the and- pinnacle of medical care. And finally, when you're dead of doing that one specific action that Mm -hmm. has caused severe health uh, effects, I'll just make sure to really do a thorough autopsy of your body. It may not necessarily be. It may not be the smashing his head against the wall. We don't know what it was, but we definitely know it wasn't that. It was. (laughs) It was something else that caused that to happen. We can say with certainty. So everyone, go out. And hit your head against the wall a third and a fourth time. That seems I mean, like you can't, reasonable you, medicine. You, you literally, Andrew, cannot make up this insanity. And I know I'm supposed to comment on these stories, but you know what? How could you comment on it? Like the doctors, like are totally disregarding the fact that they had severe health effects to the first dose, and they're just recommending that they continue on injecting something in their bodies that has literally already damaged them. I mean, you irreparably can't make, yeah. Myocarditis is irreparable damage to your heart. Yeah. You don't come back from that. You don't recover from that. Absolutely. It's, it's shocking. It's the reckless abandon that our public health officials have taken to push this experimental gene therapy on Canadian citizens absolutely violates all convention. And it absolutely, especially in this case, it absolutely violates the first principle of the Hippocratic Oath. It, it, it first do no harm. Yet, apparently, the, the new convention is first do what public health officials tell you. First do what's in the best interest of the vaccine manufacturers first do what our insane tyrannical government and their medical technocrats force you or it suggests that you should be doing. There is no regard to the individual. There is no regard to their safety. And this should be prosecutable. This is, this is medical misinformation to the highest degree. And it's, it's scandalous and had, Let's keep this in context. Had not this concerned Saskatchewan citizen, probably a crazy tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. Probably a white male Christian, too, if we're going to let's just heap on <laughs> that he's a massive yeah. oppressor. Yeah, he's all this privilege. Yeah. Let's just throw it all on. All, had, had not this citizen taken the initiative in, in doing the freedom of information for this, 
this this probably wouldn't have come to light. This is like the worst case scenario that even crazy conspiracy theorists would have a hard time imagining, right? That the government and and medical professionals could be so indoctrinated and so given over to pushing vaccines and vaccines only to treat COVID-19 that they would suggest that those people who have been damaged by it would continue to take it. And I'm assuming that would mean, from their medical advice, a third, a fourth, potentially a fifth. There's no, and that's what our government officials are recommending. That's what public health is recommending. So these doctors, if if their patients would be taking their advice, they'd be getting three, four, five, whatever shots. It's truly unbelievable, Andrew. Uh, bring bring in some commentary. The first thing this highlights for me is, and this is a conversation that people have been having, most especially for the last two and a half years, and that's the initial imposition of mandates and restrictions. We were told that the reason why this was done was ultimately for the health and well-being of the population more broadly, that we needed to protect one another and stay safe together and we're in this together and all the all the ways that we were catechized into believing that this was ultimately for the health and safety and well-being of all of us, more broadly speaking. But a story like this hopefully snaps a little, snaps some people out of the idea that maybe, you know, maybe our elected officials and our unelected health bureaucrats, maybe they are, though misguided, are benevolent in their desire to do it. Like, that's garbage. Just throw that out. Like that and and personally, that that train left the station two and a half years ago for me. When when we were told to do certain things and not do certain things, I became instantly skeptical saying they're not out for our well-being. Now, I also I also approach it from a biblical worldview where I say they say it's okay to murder babies, they say it's okay to castrate boys, they say it's okay to cut off girls' breasts. They say it's okay to chemically sterilize them. They say it's okay to kill old people because they're an inconvenience. They say it's okay to mar God's idea for marriage. They say that we came from apes, but really from fish, but really from goo. So they played their hand to show that they have no foundational grounding in science, and they actually don't care about life and health and well-being. But for other people who are maybe wrestling, like I think there's there's a group of people in the middle who are fed up with things. They see the damage, they see the harm, but they still live in this magical world where, generally speaking, the civil government does what's good for them and what's for their well-being. And hopefully this story highlights the fact that that's not what's going on at all. That's not what's going on at all. That there there isn't benevolence, there isn't care, there's narrative, there's agenda, there's a lot of money to be made, and there's the inability to repent and admit wrongdoing. And so just just they're not... They're not out for your good. I'm just going to say that. You cannot say that they're concerned really for the life and the health and the well-being of Canadians because they're not. And they've shown it over and over and over again. That's the that's the first thing that that I want to say. There's, there's another thing I'll touch on here um, quickly. Nadine Ness, who's the founder of Unified Grassroots, in in speaking to against or or speaking um toward the this freedom of information release and and the, the the people who've been negatively affected by the injection this is what she says this is quote this is exactly the type of behavior and nonsense that is causing public distrust in our healthcare system when statements and decisions like these are made, it makes the public believe there is a greater agenda being pushed here than doing what is best for each individual patient. And for anyone who's been paying attention, this behavior was manifested all the way back in March 2020. What were we told? Stay inside, even though that makes the spread of sickness worse. Why does everyone get sick in the wintertime? Why do we see an increase in cases in the hottest time of the summer? Because people still go to work and people still have to function. But when they come back home, instead of being outside, they're stuck inside their homes. And so you see an increase in sickness and in the spread 
when you force people to stay in their homes as opposed to being outside. And, and we know we've known this since forever, but we were told stay inside your homes. We were told don't get fresh air and sunlight, which we know helps to bolster your immune system, whether it's vitamin D, whether it's exposure to good bacteria and good, good agents out there. We know that this is good, but we were told to do the opposite and we were told to follow the signs. So this thing had agenda written all over it. All over it, agenda was written on this. And that's why we're here. Matt, this is why you and I are here, to give our audience a pair of biblical worldview glasses to see what's going on and understand why it's happening and what to do about it, right? That's the that's the trifold desire. That's why we exist. That's, that's the whole point of the analysis arm of the Liberty Coalition Canada. What is happening? Why it's happening? And what to do about it. Because lots of news outlets will just talk about what's happening. And some might even talk about why it's happening. But only from a Christian foundational worldview can you then say, and this is what to do about it because we really know why it's happening. So the first thing I'm going to say is this. Our audience definitely needs to tune in to our Thursday show. You know, we finished talking about the fact that, and I don't want to give away too much, but we're going to be talking about the indisputable globalist agenda of which Canada is a part. And this includes getting rid of our gas cars, eating that's more bugs. That's just part, Andrew, a leader, right? Right. This is one of the pillars. to be a leader. Right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. You're right. You're right to say that. That we are, in many ways, we are the vanguard of this. We are, we are the harbinger of this global agenda. And Canada has been uniquely positioned. So again, whether it's gas cars, whether it's eating more bugs, whether it's bug butter from 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 bug milk, whether it's building back better, and the united chorus that is the legacy media, we're going to really highlight the fact that this is neither new nor hidden, not anymore at least. It might might have might have been kind of secluded to the dark corners of the dark web and and on the computer screens of screens of conspiracy theorists but the reality is it's out in the open now they're far more brazen with it and there's no disputing what's going on and we are going to in not just Thursday show but in in the entirety of our analysis whether that's us whether that's the interviews that Mike does which shine a big fat bright light on corruption and tyranny and people need to tune into those and need to see the people that he's talking to and how to respond, right? Like he's going to be interviewing C.R. Wiley soon. And a big part of that is how do we respond? How do we deal with, how do we approach these things from a biblical perspective? So you got to tune into those. You got to tune into the Liberty Lounge where we have longer opportunities to discuss these things. We've got a new show with Tabitha coming out as well, where we're going to be looking at a very specific, with a very specific focus on legal issues and, and, and issues of the law in Canada. But that's why we exist. We want we want to shine a light. We want to show you what's happening. We want to help you understand why it's happening. And then we want to tell you what it is that you need to do, how you need to be responding to all of this stuff. How do you respond to the radical sexual groomer agenda? We've talked about a few things, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. Get your kids out of government schools. Number one, find a good church that's not going to bend and fold over backwards and basically become a state church that is infected with this godless ideology. Surround yourself with like-minded people who are bold, that hold to the solid right objectively, and even in nature we see ver verifiable views of marriage and sexuality, and get, get ahead of this. Don't just say, oh no, look, they did this book in my school. So you need to do that. So we're going we're gonna to talk about all these things. We're going to commit ourselves to it, which, by the way, if I could throw a little bit of an extra shameless plug at the bottom here, if you watching our shows, if you connected with Liberty Coalition, if you're thinking, this has been good for me, this has been good for my soul, I've learned, it's helped me to make sense of things, I knew there was a problem, now I really see it, I see how the pieces fit together, I understand the broader picture, I, I'm encouraged by it, I've been blessed by the information, I've been connected with other people, if, if that rings true with you in any way, shape or form, then please do us a favor, like the shows, subscribe to the shows, Comment on the show, share them, blast everything out, the podcast, the video, the audio, get it out, share it with people, like it. And also, if you have indeed truly been 
blessed and encouraged by our work. We want to do more. We want to do more shows. We want to do more news analysis. We want to start doing journalism and op-ed. And we want to continue to strengthen and bring awareness to what's going on in Canada. So please consider supporting the work. Please donate to us. We do a ton of legal work. We have about three or four cases right now that we're in the process of working on through our legal defense fund. There's always more work to be done. Support us, share us, distribute the work that we do to others so that we can continue to help you figure out how to respond to this and how to make sense of all this madness. That's that's it for me, Matt. I'll let you I'll let you gather your thoughts and hopefully you're more calm now <laughs> than you were a few minutes ago and you can you can land this liberty plane for us. Yeah, so I think you and I, uh, before the show started, we were talking about just basic, fundamental, biblical principles that are easy to understand. And often we fail at applying them as we ought. So Christ clearly teaches that we will know not only individuals, but institutions, organizations, and government by the fruit that they bear, right? So we will be able to discern, if we're using biblical discernment, be able to understand the state of someone's soul, their submission to the Lord Jesus Christ, their understanding of who they are, of who they think God is, all these things. Basically, we will know people by their actions more broadly. And I think as the church, we tend to make that pietistic. We tend to think that that might only apply to spiritual matters. But realistically, that applies to all that we do. And that applies to every sphere of life. You will know a good husband based off the fruit of of that husband. Now, we can't see people's hearts, so we always have to be um, a little cautious in the way that we, we judge fruit. And that's why there's biblical mandates for you know, uh, legislating the, a certain amount of witnesses and, and whatnot. But the fact of the matter is we can safely say that you will know things based upon their fruit. And what has been the fruit of our godless government? It's everywhere that they're trying to force us into a fourth industrial enviro communistic fascist revolution here. They are tyrants through and through, and they're doing it through soft, incremental tyranny, something that the church has been terribly, woefully insufficient at pushing back, yet there's still apologists within many church communities who would say that the proper application of the fifth commandment is continuing obedience to the state, despite that they have proven the fact that they are thoroughly antichrist. If C Bill C4 and the passing thereof wasn't enough for people to understand and wake up, I don't know what will be, but maybe it would be the continuation of what Bill C4 meant, right? Which we're seeing the government using hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars to fund their new religion. To you atheists, to you agnostics, who maybe are just freedom lovers, who aren't interested in all the Christianity stuff, are, would you be okay if I said that the government should spend $100 million to build up the URCNA, a Dutch Reformed congregation in Canada? Or would you think that was a severe act of tyranny? Yet that is what is happening here. We're seeing the establishment of a Hegelian, neo-Marxist religion in our society. And you can tell based off the, the flags that they fly behind them. Guys, we have to get active. We have to fight back. We can't just listen to podcasts. We have to get active. Please reach out to us, Christians that care. If you're a Christian and you want to get active in municipal, provincial, federal politics, if you just want to be a help to a campaign, go to christiansthatcare.net. If you want to fight back against the stem of totalitarianism, share this show. Let's grow it. Let's build this institution to be the Canada's Daily Wire. 
right? So then we have a voice in our culture that can push back against the nonsense that is coming from our government, the nonsense that is coming from legacy media. We have to have to get involved. We have to put our money where our mouths are, and we have to do what we believe or we'll no longer be able to do that. And that's the reality of the situation we find ourselves. We're in a very dire state in Canada. But as you've made mention, Andrew, it's not time to lie over and die. It is time to gather the troops, stand firm, stand tall, and fight back against this tyranny. And that's why we exist as the program, as Andrew said. We really hope you enjoyed the episode today. Share it broadly. Talk to people about this. As I may mention, leave comments below. Interact with each other. Don't just go on diatribes about your perspective on this. Ask questions. Interact with people's comments. We want to see that happen organically. Be respectful, but we need to talk about these things. We need to dialogue about these things. And again, as always, reach out to us, info at libertycoalitioncanada.com. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, we have been seeing more and more emails come into us, and we love that. We really do appreciate our audience, even despite the fact that a lot of us are from different backgrounds. We're very diverse in opinions. We still really appreciate the interaction. So info at libertycoalitioncanada.com. And you need to tune in. You us. need to tune into Thursday's show, everyone. You and need you're to tune in need to turn because into we, show. Matt and I are going to be wading through piles of bug meat and bug butter knee deep <laughs> in order to help help you see what we're talking about, that this is not something that has come out of nowhere. This is not just all of a sudden these novel ideas are like, oh, well, this seems like something good. Maybe we need to deal with bugs. We're we're, going to show you that a lot of what we're seeing, a lot of this push, it seems – and I'll just – I'll give a little bit of a – I'm just give a little bit of an appetizer here. And Matt and I were talking about this off air. I used to work for a sporting goods store where what they would do is whenever they'd want to highlight a new product, so a brand new hockey skate's coming out and all the technology in the new skate, the new steel they're using in the blade, the new whatever that they have, what the head office would do is the head office would send to every single store a display with the signage and the advertising material, and then the store would set it up first. They wouldn't set the product first. They would send the the advertising display first, and then it would get set up, and then they would send the product. And then you would put the product on display for everyone to see and go, ooh, ah, what a nice new helmet. I want that. And the goal was that every single store would have the exact same display the exact same advertising information and the exact same product so that no matter what store you went into in the country, it was there, it was identical, and the employees were trained to pitch it the exact same way. That is exactly what we've been seeing in the world and specifically in Canada for the last two years. It almost seems as if the messaging and the branding and the product is the same everywhere you go. So either it is incredibly, I mean, it's incredible coincidence, or <laughs> is there a centralized head office that is sending the advertising marketing information to every single store or country to prep them for how they need to sell the product and for how they also need the employees to pitch the product and then they send the product, and then it feels like no matter where I go, the messaging, the advertising, the product is exactly the same. Is it coming from one single place? Now, the answer is yes, but we're <laughs> going to unpack for you what that looks like and how that actually plays out in real time. And you're going to want to you're going to want to tune into Thursday's episode, and you're going to want to shine your tinfoil hat real nice. And tell as many people as possible about this because we want to, again, it's nothing particularly novel, but we want to blow the lid off this and help you see the threads that have been weaving together into this literal tapestry of evil, demonic, pagan, godless ideology. And ideally, we want to burn the whole thing down. Absolutely. 
Until then, Galatians 5.1. Thanks for tuning in to Liberty Dispatch, a united front to restore liberty and justice in Canada. Please subscribe to our podcast and Rumble channel, as well as visit our website at www.libertycoalitioncanada.com.